Greetings in Jesus precious name welcome to the revive nations stream this is the nevertheless generation that has been gathering week after week to study God's word to know God's heart to understand his ways how do we align ourselves up how do we prepare ourselves especially in this midnight hour the lord has been so gracious to give us a platform like this where we can connect week after week after week you know i was just thinking about this the other day how it's been exactly a year since we've been gathering like this online on wednesday nights and on sunday mornings and we have to be grateful to the lord for this opportunity for this blessing for the privilege of being able to connect as a global family although we've had opportunities to meet in physical places in multiple conferences and all of that uh, we've never had the blessing of connecting as one global family like this in a consistent manner throughout the year uh, this has been such a unique opportunity that god has blessed us with and i hope and i pray that you would continue to value this and you would continue to celebrate what god did for us over this last one year and uh, uh, we have to continue to take time to thank the lord for it we need to continue to thank the lord for his goodness the revelations the pearls that were made available to us oh my god we have grown so so much and we are such a blessed people uh, i'd like to just take this moment to honor my father and my mother in the lord who've been working hard who've been praying for us who've been making sure to bring the heart and the word and the mind of god week after week and my desire is that i would want to become a little more like them every passing week you know my father he used a term last weekend uh, he said we need to be the spiritual archaeologists of this generation and, and that is my desire that phrase just stuck into my spirit it is the glory of god to conceal a matter but it is definitely the glory of kings and queens sons and daughters of the most high god who will discover them unearth them and bring them to light uh, these mysteries that the lord wants to reveal to us god desires that we will do our part we will dive into the deep yes the price has been paid by jesus and yet it requires our pursuit it requires for us to be actively going after it sacrificially going after it be willing to put everything on the line so that we can experience another encounter with the deep things that god wants to reveal to us this last weekend we've been promoted to another level altogether we are learning dimensions upon dimensions upon dimensions now we are becoming spiritually mature this is not for baby christians this is for those that are mature in the lord and those that are willing to be trained and developed into maturity you know the difference between a person who is spiritually mature and who is not spiritually mature is not the number of years that we've been in church it is not how well qualified and how many bible verses we know the difference between a mature person and an immature person is our ability to digest the food the solid food the strong food the the food that is specially meant for spiritually mature people that is how you distinguish between a person who is spiritually mature and immature and my prayer and my hope is that each and every one of us that have been tuning into these streams week after week that we would have grown in our spiritual capacity that our ability to digest god's word god's heart for our lives has gone to the next level uh, every passing week you know in this one year we have received what would take us on for decades 
and yet there is more that we can receive if we are going to consistently come into the presence of God and i'm thankful to the lord even for those of us who have been learning the word of god here on wednesday nights uh, let me remind you about this that next wednesday we are not going to have a service here uh, next wednesday we're going to cancel the wednesday night stream and yet we're going to have a special service on friday night and that is the day when we the church globally will celebrate good friday and so we will have the good friday service on friday night at 9 pm montreal time which is technically saturday morning 6:30 am indian time you can calculate it according to your time zones and we will be blessed we will be privileged to have our prophet uh, meet us on the uh, live stream and he will lead us into taking part of the lord's table uh, so make sure to sanctify your home sanctify your atmospheres bring in your family members invite a friend to watch along with you and let's believe the lord to release encounters and healings and salvations wherever the word of god comes whichever home and environment you're tuning in from we will see a breakthrough and a victory that night uh, so mark that in your calendars next week we do not have a wednesday night service but we will have a friday night service and that will be a good friday service now we've been in the book of revelation and in this book we have been seeing the signs of the end times how the world will react to this midnight hour that our father has been prophesying and teaching about since the last year since the time the lockdown began we've been hearing about the midnight hour being at hand and the whole book of revelation is about that how we need to respond in this midnight hour what are the things that we will be encountering we will be experiencing during this midnight hour how we need to prepare ourselves to face this midnight hour that is what we learn in this entire book and uh, let's move on to revelation chapter 19 and we will begin with verse 19 we saw in uh, the previous week's stream how the white horse rider comes and when he comes he is going to come with this group of people that are covered in white pure white linen cloth and we understood that that is the saints of god the church of jesus christ who've been uh, keeping themselves pure who who've who've done everything possible from their side to uh, to keep themselves as a pure bride for jesus christ and today we're going to go a little further we learned about the judgment of the church how god is going to judge the church that's what we learned last week and today we're going to go a little further let's read verse 19 of revelation chapter 19 it says then i saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army so jesus has come on this earth he descended on the mount of olives the mount of olives will split apart there will be a huge earthquake which will make way for the white horse rider to come upon the earth and jesus is upon the earth with thousands and thousands of saints that are accompanying him and when he does come on the earth it says that the beast the leader of the one world government the king of this earth at that time the guy who's ruling the whole world technically ruling the whole world uh, at that time it says that beast and all the kings of the world you know this uh, beast he will be ruling the world with the help of these kings who will be reporting directly to him and it says the beast the kings of the world and the armies of these kings they gathered together 
thousands of them okay they have gathered together to fight against the one who is sitting on the horse and his army so the enemy is going to come up against jesus and his church the church that has come down with jesus the one world government will come to fight this jesus and it says and in that battle verse 20 that beast the one world government ruler that beast he was captured in other words he was taken as a prisoner he was captured everybody got defeated everybody that tried to fight jesus and his army they got defeated and the beast he was captured and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshiped his statue so let me explain this one more time we it's we we understood how there is a satanic trinity we read about the dragon the beast and the false prophet there are three entities that are going to be functional on the planet at that time the dragon is satan himself the beast is the ruler of the one world government and then is the prophet the false prophet he is somebody who is going to do mighty miracles on behalf of the beast it says and this false prophet he will deceive who will he deceive it says he will deceive all who had accepted the mark of the beast and has worshiped his statue so those people that have um taken the mark of the beast to have taken whatever chip or whatever it is that the enemy is going to introduce at that time if they have taken the mark of the beast and if they have worshiped his statue then they will be under heavy deception by this false prophet that is his job description to deceive people and it says that the both of them the beast and the false prophet they will be captured and what is their fate let's read about it verse 20 both the beast and his false prophet they were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur so these two see there are three entities the dragon the beast and the false prophet but except the dragon we don't see any mention about the dragon being thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur it says only the beast and the false prophet they will be captured and they will be thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur verse 21 it says and their entire army there is a humans on the planet earth who have aligned with them and who are fighting with them their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse and the vultures all of them they gorged themselves on the dead bodies of uh, this massive army that gathered against Jesus that's a very sad ending to most people on planet earth that have sided that are uh, that have become the army of the one world government so um this is not the whole planet being wiped out only the army okay please understand what i'm trying to say here the army who the people who have signed up to fight against jesus the last uh, battle between the one world government and the new king kingdom that is about to be established so that army that is going to come against jesus that army will be wiped out clean and each and every one of them they will be killed by the sword by the sharp sword that comes from the mouth of the one that is riding the white horse that is the breath of from the mouth of Jesus a word from the mouth of Jesus 
and the entire army will be killed whereas the beast and the false prophets they will not be killed they are spiritual entities see uh, the death is not punishment death is just a change of face uh, death is a mode by which they are put to sleep but this beast and the false prophet they do not deserve death so they will not be killed they will be directly sent into the lake of burning sulfur but the army who've been deceived who've been hurt who've been uh, killed in this they will be put to sleep and there is a second resurrection that we would read about later and in the second resurrection every person who has died from the beginning from adam till that day every person who has died they will come back to life and they will have to be judged so so this is not where they get judged this is where they are put to sleep uh let me go on and we will connect this again at a later point uh it says in revelation chapter 20 and verse 1 then i saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand what does he do verse 2 he seized the dragon that old serpent who is the devil satan himself and bound him in chains for a thousand years so when uh, the beast and the false prophet were captured they were thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur that is hell uh, that is eternal anybody that goes into the fiery lake of burning sulfur there is no turning point there is no return from there that is eternal but then the satan that is the dragon that old serpent this is the same guy that came in the garden of eden to deceive adam and eve that's why he's called as the old serpent it says that guy he will be seized and he will be bound in chains and he will be put into this bottomless pit for a thousand years now i want you to understand the the depth of the bottomless pit the bottomless pit because there is no end to it this guy he will be constantly falling and falling and falling and falling and yet there will be no end to the turmoil now it is all in a spiritual dimension so we may not be able to understand what that means but uh, it is going to be extremely torturous and the reason why god is punishing him or disciplining him in this manner is so that he would have another chance because if you read scripture you would see that god gives him another chance god gives him another chance to change another chance to return another chance to mend things and yet he doesn't do it let's read on verse 3 the angel threw him into the bottomless pit and when and which he then shut and locked so satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished after those thousand years were finished he must be released and he will be released for a little while says the lord and it says that when he was released he again went on deceiving people let's read about this in verse 7 it says when the thousand years came to an end satan he will be let out of his prison and he will go out to deceive the nations and these nations the mentioned their names are mentioned gog and magog it says these nations he will go out to deceive these nations and in every corner of the earth and he will gather them together for battle a mighty army as numberless as the sand along the seashore can you imagine the heights of this guy's rebellion 
he has seen that Jesus is king. He has seen the victory that Jesus has established first on the cross, then at his second coming. And he has seen how Jesus has had dominion on the earth for the last thousand years. And he would still go out to deceive the nations, Gog and Magog, and gather an army, a mighty army from every nation on the earth. And, they, and he will get them. It says this mighty army will be as numberless as the sand along the seashore. And verse 9, it says, And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. So this time Jesus did not engage with this battle at all. Jesus did not fight them at all. See, the last time when Jesus came on the earth, when he was with his disciples, there was one point where the disciples came and asked Jesus, should we just call down fire from heaven upon all of your enemies? And Jesus said, no, this time I'm not here for that. I'm not here to call down fire on anybody. I'm here to save them, to help them. I'm here to serve them. But then during this kingdom season of God's reign, physical reign on the earth, at that time when the army, they will rise up in a rebellion. They will be deceived by Satan. And when they rise up in rebellion against Jesus, it says that fire will fall down from heaven on the attacking armies and he will consume each and every one of them. So here is a lesson we need to remember. Our Jesus, he is the lion and he is the lamb at the same time. He is a God of mercy and at the same time he is a God of justice. He forgives and yet he also judges. As long as we remember that, we will have a right perspective of God. We will not be either or. We will not be just thinking he is only a merciful God. As much as he is merciful, he is also a just and a righteous king. And he's got to do what is right, what is uh, perfect, what is helpful for his subjects. And in this particular case, the right thing for Jesus to do is to destroy the armies, the people that are rising up in rebellion against the kingdom of God. And that's what he does. It says, fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed each and every one of them. Verse 10, it says, then the devil who had deceived them, he was caught one more time and he was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So like I said, the lake of fire, this lake of burning sulfur, it is eternal. Anybody that goes there, it is eternal. It is an eternal punishment. There's no turning back. There's no coming back from there. So the Lord preserves in his divine knowledge and mercy and grace. He preserves the devil for another thousand years. And he keeps him in this bottomless pit. And at the end of the thousand years, he allows him to go out to see how his response is going to be like at this point. And he responds the exact same way. He goes and begins to deceive people. And he turns them against Jesus. Now that is where we have to ask a question to ourselves. Wait a minute. Who are the people who does get deceived? Who are the people that does uh, turn their hearts and their minds against Jesus at this particular point? Wouldn't the whole world be believers by then? Like uh, everybody who is not a believer would die and whoever is believers, they will survive and they will be ruling and reigning with Jesus. And uh, so is the devil actually deceiving believers? 
That's a question we need to ask and uh, let me try to explain how the world is going to function during this thousand years. Now, the Bible is very clear about how the Lord is not going to judge everybody at this point. When Jesus does come back, his judgment is reserved to only and only to the church who he will give them whatever uh they needed what according to whatever they had done he would reward them and he would separate the goat from the sheep his judgment will be primarily for the church the secondary judgment will be for the uh false prophet and the beast and uh, that's it he doesn't judge anybody else at this point the rest of the earth they will get to see our king jesus ruling and reigning over the entire world for thousand years now see we may look at the reign of the antichrist and we would be freaking out because uh, that is going to be seven years of chaos and turmoil and wickedness and black sorcery and everything being released upon the earth and what we don't remember or what we don't understand is that it's going to be followed by a thousand year reign where Jesus will physically reign and rule as the king of this entire world now the bible is very clear about this whenever the bible speaks about Jesus we will hear perspectives we will hear Jesus being uh, introduced as a king right from the time when his birth was prophesied let's read about it isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace his government and its peace will never end he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor david for all eternity the passionate commitment of the lord of heaven's armies will make this happen so all of these prophecies is about how jesus is going to be ruling and reigning physically upon the throne of david and when will this happen it will happen at this point where jesus comes back physically and if you see that when um, the devil does bring the whole world out against jesus after the end of the thousand years in verse 9 you would see that they surrounded god's people and the beloved city which is which is the beloved city for god it is the city of zion it's jerusalem and you see the same city is where jesus is going to reign from in isaiah chapter 9 it says he will rule and reign from the throne of his ancestor david for all eternity so that thousand years jesus is going to rule and reign now I personally believe that it's going to be a physical thousand years. It could be longer than that in God's economy. We are completely open to that. And yet, uh, you know, there's a different ways of interpreting how long that thousand years is going to be like. Uh, but we are able to see different elements of how the thousand years is going to look like. Let's read Isaiah chapter 2. and verse 2 onwards it says in the last days the mountain of the lord's house will be the highest of all the most important place on earth it will be raised above the other hills and people from all over the world will stream there to worship so this is not just speaking about a physical or a spiritual church building it is talking about a physical uh, place on the planet earth where people from all over the world will stream to worship then verse 3 it says people from many nations will come and say 
come let us go to the mountain of the lord to the house of jacob's god there he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths for the lord's teaching will go out from zion his word will go out from jerusalem now this has been uh, you know in fact fulfilled in a spiritual sense through the church and yet there will come a day when it will literally happen that jerusalem will become the capital of the new world order just like how babylon was the capital of the one world government where the beast was ruling and reigning from the next world the next thousand years after the seven year period where jesus will be ruling and reigning jerusalem will be the capital and it says that people from all over the world they will want to go to the mountain of the lord and to the house of jacob's god and they will come so that they can be taught his ways and so that they can walk in his paths and the lord's teaching will go out from zion uh, into the whole world from jerusalem to the whole world so what will you and i be doing in that time you and i we will be uh, the the hands and the feet of jesus the ones that will be ruling and reigning with him so who will be who will we be ruling and reigning over see there are going to be people on the earth that still haven't received jesus as their personal lord and savior and they are going to be living normal ordinary lives the way that they live today and the whole world is going to respond to the kingship of jesus in a completely different and a very tangible and a personal way but the difference between us and them will be this see the the ones who have received jesus in this life we will be ruling and reigning with jesus in that life in that thousand year period and the ones that don't receive jesus right now but they are still there their descendants are still there or the generations later they they are still there they will still be able to see jesus they will still be in the kingdom of jesus but jesus is not going to force them to become christians to become believers jesus is not going to force them to follow him it will still be their choice if they would like to follow him out of their own free will or not but the difference the primary difference between us and them will be this see they will have ordinary bodies and they will give into marriage they will have children they will reproduce they will live like normal people how normal people live here on earth right now but we on the other hand we will have glorified bodies we will have bodies like jesus had when he was resurrected we will have a body that can travel through time and space and we will not need to get married we will not be dependent on food we will be immortal that's what the bible says our mortal bodies will put on the immortal body when jesus comes uh, so we will rule and reign with jesus on this earth for the next 1000 years in that immortal state but that's not true about everybody else on the planet earth they will still be mortal death will still be prevalent uh, there will still be struggles it says in verse 4 of isaiah chapter 2 the lord jesus the lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes which means even in that world because because sin is not dealt away with sin is not removed completely till now Uh, death has not been completely removed yet it says even in that world the thousand year period there are going to be disputes there are going to be struggles between nations and just like how the antichrist will uh, act as a fake peacemaker uh, during these seven years you would see how jesus he will actually be the real peacemaker 
He will settle international disputes. He will come and he will help nations to be at peace. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 that he will be called as the Prince of Peace. He will be called as Wonderful Counselor. Uh, I, I mean, can you imagine a world where Jesus is going to settle international debates and disputes? Verse 4, it goes on to say that they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation nor train for war anymore. This is talking about a world where Jesus will be king, where Jesus is going to be Lord. It says Jesus is going to settle international disputes and he will make sure to enforce and and bring people into a place of disarmament where they will lay down their uh, swords their guns their weapons because there will be no more need for nation to fight against nation i'm not saying that everything is going to be perfect on the earth but what i'm saying is that jesus will show himself to be the uh, ruling reigning king who is indeed the answer who is indeed the 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 person the solution to all problems political problems financial problems um, health related problems you know even even the whole nature is going to uh, begin to respond to the fact that Jesus is now king it says in Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 20 it says no longer will babies die when only a few days old you know in our day and time today we see so many babies that pass away when they are children when they are just a few days old because of complications because of issues it says no longer will babies die when only a few days old which means babies will be born during that time during this thousand year period uh, there are going to be uh, those that are going to get married and are going to have babies and are going to have children. So there is going to be a time like that where Jesus will physically be the king of the whole world. And yet uh, we are still in our physical bodies. And there are people who are going to have babies. Although it will not be true about us, we will have spiritual bodies like angels. That's why Jesus said that uh, in the next world, we will be like angels where we do not get married or not given to marriage and we would not need to reproduce in that age but there will be normal ordinary people that we will be ruling and reigning over they will reproduce and it says when a baby he will not die when it is only a few days old it says no longer will adults die before they have lived a full life it says, no longer will people be considered old at 100. <laughs> Only the cursed will die that young. Which means God is now re-establishing a whole nature and environment. He is changing the whole ecosystem altogether. Because now Jesus is reigning physically on the earth. The environment will begin to respond to him. The the physical environment will begin to respond to him. So uh, babies that die because of complications, that's not going to happen anymore. And adults, they will die only when they have lived a full life. And you would see that's how Adam and Eve and many of these guys, they would live for 800, 900 years. And it says that uh, at 100 you're not you're not ready to die it is people will not be considered old when you're 100 that is how it was in the days of adam and eve where 100 years was not considered old that was just like oh you've you've you're 100 happy 100th birthday you have another 800 900 years to go that that was a normal lifespan and that is going to return back when Jesus is going to be the king of this world. Can you imagine the physical impact that it is going to have on the physical world? Uh, another scripture, 
Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25 this is amazing okay it says the wolf and the lamb they will eat they will feed together the lion will eat hay with a cow like a cow the snakes but the snakes they will eat dust in those days no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain i the lord have spoken what god is saying is when jesus becomes king over the whole world the animals they will be able to live in harmony nobody is going to be hurt nobody is going to be destroyed they are going to be in oneness say snakes they will not <laughs> hurt human beings instead they will just eat dust and make their livelihood there and the wolf and the lamb they will eat whatever the lamb eats the wolf will be willing to share and eat with them the lion will eat hay like a cow uh, and the whole world is going to be different in that season of life uh, so so what we are trying to understand is that this thousand year period that we see here is going to be a time where we will see the glory of Jesus the glory of god the physical kingship of jesus over the whole world the way it should have been in the garden of eden the whole paradise the garden of eden effect will be reestablished see in the garden of eden um there was animals were not allowed to eat animals even in fact even human beings were not allowed to eat animals human beings had to eat uh from the fruit that grows on the trees they were not it's they were not allowed to eat animals there were no killing you could only eat fruits and vegetables back then right and it says the world is going to be restored back to that time where uh, we the whole world is going to become uh peaceful and it is going to be so beautiful so glorious just because Jesus is now king of the whole world let me read this for you uh, this is revelation chapter 20 and verse 4 it says then i saw thrones and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge so uh, it's not one throne but multiple thrones and there are people that are sitting on them that had been given the authority now to judge and declare judgments on God's behalf and i saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God they had not worshiped the beast or his statue nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands they all came back to life again and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years so this uh, you know in biblical terms let me read verse 5 it says this is the first resurrection the rest of the dead they did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended verse 6 blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection for them the second death holds no power but they will be priests of god and of christ and will reign with him a thousand years so let me just revise what all we read we read that there are thrones that are set up okay and there are people that are sitting on these thrones and who are these people the people that are sitting on these thrones are given the authority to judge and rule and reign and who are these thrones for these thrones are for those who have laid down their lives for the testimony of Jesus who have lived for Jesus their whole life you know the bible says those who have died in Christ they will rise up first even before we meet Jesus those who have died in Christ they will rise up first and the bible calls this as the first resurrection because those who are part of the first resurrection those who are part of this particular resurrection it says the second death holds no power over them there are two deaths 
one is a physical death and then there is an eternal spiritual death it says that those who were um resurrected in the first resurrection they will never die again but there is a second resurrection that will happen at a later point those who get resurrected in the second resurrection they there is still a chance that they will have to die again for eternity they will remain in death but you and i those who believe in jesus those who have trusted in jesus those who have lived for jesus and are willing to continue to lay down our lives to live for jesus we will be part of the first resurrection if you've died before jesus comes you will be part of the first resurrection if you died during the time of this antichrist reign you will be part of the first resurrection however if you've if you've trusted in jesus and you've lived for jesus then you will be part of the first resurrection and the bible calls you blessed and holy because you share in the first resurrection and the bible says that they will be the priests of god and of christ and they will reign with him a thousand years so they will have this dual role one that they will be priests of god which means they will minister to god they will worship god they would love god for for this thousand years we would have responsibility to be in the presence of god just like the priests in the old testament they had to uh they had to like serve in the house of god serve in the tabernacle to the lord we will do that for the next 1000 years we will minister to our king we will serve him here physically on the earth and we will also reign with him a thousand years that is why the thrones are set up and we will be given authority to judge we will be given authority to uh you know make uh, judgments you know today i'm sure that many of you are frustrated about the judgments that your governments are making or your supreme courts are making but don't worry there is going to come a day and a time when you will be sitting on a throne you will not be seated by popular opinion no that is how democracy works but this is going to be a kingdom where you will be also given a a throne and dominion under the lordship and the rulership of Jesus and you will get to make judgments you will get to pass ordinances you will get to enforce laws my god what a world that is going to be like that is why god is working on our hearts today that is why god is working on our character today that is why god is working on our uh, disciplines and our love for him our love for people our love for ourselves god is working on it right now because he is preparing us for this next life the bible says if we suffer with him we will also reign with him if we are willing to go through whatever it takes to form the character of god in us in this dimension in this dispensation in this current season of life then in the next season of life we will rule and reign with him we will not only be a kingdom of priests but we will also be a kingdom of judges and rulers and kings those that are going to rule on his behalf we will be a royal priesthood one that will serve god and one that will minister and rule and reign over people isn't that amazing now it says at the end of this thousand years um you know the devil is again going to come back he's going to create a chaos and a confusion he's going to take a lot of people that are uh, going to be deceived again people who have not yet given their lives to Jesus you know even in those thousand years we will continue to teach people Jesus's ways his paths and yet it will be completely their volition their will power their free will their choice to decide if they want to follow Jesus or not if they do praise god they will not be deceived by the devil when he comes 
but if they don't then they will be again in the danger of being deceived by the devil when he comes and it says that um then finally the devil will come he will deceive a lot of people and then at last uh he will also be uh sent into the lake of burning sulfur the fiery lake the lake from which there is no return the lake where the the antichrist the beast has been thrown and the false prophet has been thrown and the devil himself satan the old serpent he will also be thrown in there and they will be tormented day and night for ever and ever so the first three people that were thrown into the lake of fire is the beast it is the false prophet and it is the uh, the serpent it is the, the third person to be thrown is the serpent it is the dragon satan himself now the lake of fire is not meant for uh, bad people the lake of fire was meant for the devil but those who follow the devil will also eventually end up in the lake of fire let's read about it uh, revelation chapter 20 and verse 11 after this i saw a great white throne so earlier what we saw was a great white horse rider now we see a great white throne and the one sitting on it the earth and the sky it fled from his presence but they found no place to hide because he is about to judge the whole world this is the ancient of days this is the father himself he is about to judge the whole world verse 12 it says then i saw the dead both great and small standing before god's throne and the books were opened including the book of life and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books so it says that every person this is the second resurrection this is where every person both great and small every person they all came back verse 13 it says that the sea gave up its dead death and grave gave up their dead and all were judged according to their deeds because they had to now stand before the white throne and they would be judged according to what they have done and this is the scary part see none of the christians none of the believers none of the followers of jesus was ever judged according to what they have done they they what we have done has been covered by the blood of jesus now we've been rewarded based on how we have served jesus because if if we if our sins had to be brought to account none of us will be saved but because these guys did not trust in jesus because they did not believe in jesus now they will be judged according to what they had done everything that they have done on the earth it will be pulled out and they will be judged and it says verse 14 then death and grave were thrown into the lake of fire this lake of fire is the second death okay who was the first three people going into the lake of fire the first three persons to go into the lake of fire is the antichrist the beast the false prophet and then the serpent the devil the uh, you know the old guy the the dragon as the bible calls it it says then death and grave were also thrown into the lake of fire which explains to us that death and grave are personalities in god's eyes spirits that uh, that control that have the key to take life out of the earth it it says death and grave after this thousand year period death and grave once they gave up everybody that was 
in them you know that in the previous verse you will see how death and grave gave up every person that was uh, that had died physically you remember i told you that when a person dies that person is being put to rest put to sleep and where do they go they go into the grave they they die so it says now death and grave they give up everybody who has been dead and who has been buried the sea gives up everybody that died and is buried and all of these guys they are now being judged and the next person to go into the lake of fire is the death and grave now this lake of fire is the second death apostle john says let me read the last verse for the day says and anyone whose names was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire now did you see the two types of books there's one book which records everything that they have done and there is another book that records that that is the book of life and it says that the ones whose names were not recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire it doesn't say that the ones who did not have adequate good deeds or the ones that did not have adequate uh you know charitable deeds or loving deeds or somebody whose whose sins are too many or too less that's not the criteria here the criteria is that the ones whose names are not recorded in the lamb's book of life they were thrown into the lake of fire so you may be a nice person you may have lived well you may be uh, somebody who is uh, you know good in every way in your society in your community in everything that you you might have lived a clean life you there's no uh, you know no no way you have cheated the government of the taxes or you've not done any illegal criminal thing you've been nice to your family and yet when you stand before god God is not just going to be checking how well you have performed that is going to be a a criteria where all your works will also be judged but the primary criteria is going to be is your name in the lamb's book of life and if your name is not going to be found in the lamb's book of life i'm sorry my dear friend you will be thrown into the lake of fire and the lake of fire is not meant for you it is not meant for human beings it is meant for the devil it is meant for the beast it is meant for this false prophet it is meant for death and grave but the ones that don't receive this life that god is offering them they will also consequently follow this devil and be thrown into the lake of fire and like i told you before this lake of fire it is a permanent deal there is no returning from it once a person is thrown in there there is no returning so today we have to come back to jesus and ask him lord how can we find our name in the lamb's book of life there's only one way and that is to receive jesus as the lord and as the savior of our lives when we receive this jesus as the a ruler as the king of our lives our names are written in the lamb's book of life if you've never done that before if you don't know what it means to do it write to us let us know connect to one of the friends or whoever invited you on this stream connect to us on our social media streams and we'll help you to experience this relationship personal relationship with Jesus and that relationship with Jesus is what enables your name to be recorded in the lamb's book of life and that record that tiny record of your name in the lamb's book of life is going to save you for all eternity from being thrown into the lake of fire isn't that such a glorious salvation isn't that such a glorious way that god has made for us that we don't have to do thousands of things we just need to follow this jesus this way the truth and the life and we will forever and ever be alive you know jesus at one point 
when his disciples came to him and and they were boasting about how they healed the sick and how they cast out demons and how they did all these fancy things jesus told them this is in luke 19 if i'm not wrong he said uh, do not just rejoice because demons submit to you but you need to rejoice for this one thing my friend that your name is written in the lamb's book of life that your name is written in the book of life because your names are written in the book of life you need to rejoice you need to be happy you need to celebrate that is the reason for you to come back into the presence of god and thank him and worship him for the rest of eternity do not just rejoice because of your external benefits rejoice because of the eternal benefits that god has blessed you with when your name is written in the lamb's book of life that is an eternal benefit that is not just a superficial external benefit that we are experiencing here on earth and uh, with that we finish uh, revelation chapter 20 and i hope that you've you've learned some lessons and that you have picked up some principles from this particular chapter that you can start working towards right now god is preparing you he is preparing your decision making capacity he is preparing your emotions he is preparing your mind you may be wondering why am i going through what i am going through why am i going through all these tests and trials i'm telling you he is preparing you this is just a a school you are just in god's school he is preparing you to rule and reign with him for the next 1000 years and the quality of your rule and reign in the next 1000 years is going to be dependent on how well you get trained right now how well you submit right now how well you do right now will tell me how good your ability to rule and reign in the next world is going to be you know jesus wants a perfect world and that is why he's trying to perfect you up he's not doing this to hurt you or harm you he is doing this to prepare you for what is coming what is in store for the entire world and you and i we will be channels we will be his hands and his his feet we will be his vessels carrying his glory representing his grace and bringing his love to his people for the next 1000 years isn't that such an amazing world that we are going to be part of let's look forward to it let's pray towards it let's let's begin preparing ourselves towards it let's look forward with earnest hope and anticipation and at the same time let's not put our faith too much in earthly governments and earthly systems because all of this we're going to revamp all of them learn from the mistakes that they are doing and start preparing for how you are going to implement divine solutions and answers in the next government that is going to come up on the earth when Jesus is going to be king and you and I we will be his priests and we will be his rulers and we will be reigning and ruling with Jesus wow that's that's amazing can we pray together let's all join our hearts together and let's pray lord we thank you for the privilege where you've allowed us to be counted in the lamb's book of life our names to be recorded in your book of life that is such a great privilege and lord we also want to thank you and we want to pray for each and every one of those people that are listening to the stream who's not sure if their names are in the lamb's book of life that tonight this morning this afternoon you would touch their hearts lord and you would give them a fresh new personal revelation of who you are and what you want to do in their lives and and that that revelation will draw them into a, a life of relationship with you a life that will cause their commitments their love for you their devotion for you their desire to live for you to be so public and to be so real god because of which their names can also be written into the lamb's book of life i pray that um, that you would touch their hearts lord you would touch their each and every one of their hearts that 
that are listening today and yet they are not sure if their names are there or not and we also pray that you would prepare us god in this season for ruling and reigning with you everything in our mind everything in our emotions everything in our bodies that needs to realign itself so that we are prepared we are spiritually mature god where we are rooted people rooted in your voice in your ways so that we can teach the people of the whole world your ways in the next thousand years lord prepare us prepare us prepare us in this season disconnect us from things that are going to be harmful for us in the light of eternity disconnect us from those people that are going to take us away from our destiny god prepare us refiners fire purifiers purifiers that is our prayer we submit each and every one of us to your gracious hands work on us lord in this season and and make us new make us more and more like you we love you and we surrender ourselves to you and to your plans in jesus mighty name we pray and all of god's people said aloud amen wow what a morning i i i enjoy i so so much enjoy uh, reading about and talking about how the world will look like when jesus is king isn't that such an amazing time that we are looking forward to let's continue to work towards it this weekend we are going to go to another level in our spiritual maturity and our understanding so do not miss what god is speaking do not miss the next season that is coming upon us uh, make sure to prepare yourself for this sunday service and we will see you one more time on sunday uh, to receive from the lord to have an encounter with jesus one more time let me remind you next wednesday night we are not going to have a service here we will catch you on friday night which is the good friday that is the 2nd april um at 9 pm est and uh, in indian time it will be the saturday morning uh, at 6:30 am uh, ist until then god bless you stay under the mighty hand of god